0: E uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to the 14th episode of Small Market Insecurities. It's your boy Phil Razor sitting across from the co-host of Chaos, Skyball. Sky, how are we doing today?
2: Good. We finally got Nate back from more PTO that he decided to take for this episode. So. Stack Guy Nate is back in so the building. static FaceTime sound.
1: Nate, how are we doing, man?
2: Doing great. Got my own mic now. Living large. Yeah, shout out know? to Nate. Get his own mic, which is better than ours. He yeah, looks pissed honestly, about that.
1: He looks like a fucking DJ, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: he does. Yeah. It's okay. DJ Stat. Look me up, DJ Stout. Stop.
1: I am so sure of that. We got a lot to cover today, but we do want to go back to our on this date segment. I know that was requested on the Instagram. Once again, follow us on social media, everybody. On Twitter at Small Market INS, Instagram and TikTok at Small Market Insecurities. Today we're. Gonna, it has a funny name, but the story is really good, and it's all about a 19 year old that played Major League Baseball back in 1908. His name's Fred Merkel, and this play is known as Merkel's Boner. Pause. Good, 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 <laughs> Very good, good. Which used to mean just a blunder. Um, <coughs> on the state, September twenty third, nineteen oh eight, Merkel failed to touch second base in a critical game between the New York Giants and the Chicago Cubs. Now Should have
2: stuck his boner out.
1: Shouldn't have. He definitely uh, you know had an erection he shouldn't have had. And what happened was there was a walk off base hit. If you don't know what walk off means, it's where you know you hit the ball and uh, the game's over. There's no more plays after that. You won the game and everybody just walks off the field. And what happened was Merkel, being a 19-year-old that was filling in for regular first baseman Fred Tenney that day, who had a bad back, Merkel, being a 19-year-old, wasn't thinking and didn't touch second base after the base hit, which, if you know baseball, that's a force out. You have to at least touch the base, and then the game's over. It's known as one of the most controversial plays in baseball history. And what happened was the Giants had the lead all year. They essentially were tied with the... New York Giants and Hall of Fame second baseman Johnny Evers yelled to the center fielder, "Hey, you got to throw this ball in." Big controversy. Went to the league office and everything. And back then, what the crazy thing about this was is we're so used to games with lights, you can play till three in the morning if you have to. But back then, it got dark. So what happened was they called Merkel out at second base, and because of that, the game was suspended at one to one so they had to replay it later in the season when they were tied at the end of the year after the Giants blew their six-game lead.
2: I'd kill that kid.
1: Well, what happened was the Cubs ended up winning that, that game.
2: I'd like to waterboard
1: him. I'm sure you would. <laughs> and unfortunately, because of that, they ended up losing the game. And the Cubs went on and won the World Series for the second consecutive year.
2: Yeah, he's a dead man.
1: Yeah, well, we all hate the Chicago Cubs, and we've talked about that at what's end. But what's funny is, is that... In the replayed game, um, as I'm reading this here, there was a future Hall of Famer pitching in the first rendition of this game in Christy Mathewson, and then in the second one, there was Mordecai Three Finger Brown. So, this game featured a myriad of Hall of Famers, both in the managerial and playing aspect. The whole lot of them. The whole lot of them. <clears throat> they both ended up tied in the last after the last game of the year, 98-55, and 55, so they had to play an extra game.
0: What are the
1: odds? To decide yeah, what are the odds? What are the chances?
0: I like the I like how nineteen hundreds <clears> baseball <throat> players were like modern day UFC fighters and had like a, a middle name, you know, like Yeah, everybody had three oh, names.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, they had the coolest nicknames. Well, Mordecai three finger brown is because he had part of his hand cut off in a farming accident as a child. And that's what helped him develop the curveball was that like nub finger would basically act as something nobody else had and he could spin the ball like a crazy person.
0: See what I mean? Like yeah. you know, Every, yeah, that's, everybody, uh, everybody got to have yeah. a name. Anderson the Silver, or Anderson the Spider Silva. You know, everybody. Oh yeah, everybody everybody, everybody and, had a nickname back then. And yeah. back
1: and back in those days, the crowd would have to walk across the field to leave the ballpark. So the crowd rushed the field during the initial game, where they called him out, and they couldn't clear everybody out in time. So they had to call the game. They had to, they had to suspend the game. Yeah, which is what led to the replay. Otherwise, they may have been able to have an extra inning or two, and maybe decide it fairly on the on that given day.
2: Yeah, and have to do it the Patriot way.
1: Exactly. So, <clears throat> unfortunately for uh, you know all you diehard Giants fans, you may have another World Series if they not lost that game. So, just wanted to start off with on this day in history, Merkel's boner. Make sure you tell everybody at work about it. Just reference what boner means before you do it. I have a boner. I've got a boner. I
2: got a boner. Oh my I god! It's in. I, think I, it's in. I think it's in. I think it's in. I think it's
1: in. We, <laughs> in. we shouldn't be gu- we shouldn't be blocking his cock. We should be guiding it. We caught the we caught the dangerous McLovin. <laughs>
2: Everyone, watch out! This guy's crazy.
1: So, we are going to start, we're going to hop right into the NFL talk, there is a metric shit ton of it today, but, I think we can all agree, the game of the weekend, my god, Chiefs-Ravens.
2: I'll tell you what, Ravens are the luckiest goddamn team in the NFL.
1: They might be, I mean,
2: luckiest I Luckiest mean, fucking team.
1: Hell, Lamar started the game off with a pick six, basically, in the first 50 seconds. Yeah. He had two picks in the first half. Both it was a Tyron
2: Matthew. Yeah, Tyron Matthew had two Honey picks. Badger, Honey Badger, don't give a fuck. Don't give no fuck.
1: The Chiefs looked like world beaters until the end of the game where they decided to piss it away.
2: Wish they would have done that against us. Well, God, wouldn't that be sick?
1: I I just think it, it it's I don't know. I feel like everybody in the NFL is one and one right now. But if you had a chance to watch yeah. the game, basically what happened was the Chiefs were driving, they were on the Ravens thirty.
2: It was the fumble that you you know.
1: know Bucker's probably going to bury that game-winning kick. The Chiefs are 2-0. Nobody even thinks about it until they meet in the playoffs or whatever again. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire decided that putting the ball on the ground was a good idea and fumbled. Basically, the Chiefs snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. But for anybody that watched the game, man, that game was... That game had everything. I that mean, Travis game. Kelsey had that insane 50-yard touchdown catch. It was a great fucking game. Breaking 90 tackles. You know, the Ravens, Lamar had over 100 yards rushing, 200 yards passing. I mean, everything in that game was, you know, it's exactly what you wanted in Sunday Night Football.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you get the primetime slot, that's, that's the kind of action I want to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Usually you pay double for that kind of action,
0: Cotton.
1: Sometimes you do. Depends. Nate, did you get a chance to watch the game?
0: I did. I did. Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. I mean, there's so many twists and turns, I couldn't keep up. I was really hoping for a loss for the Ravens because...
2: Fuck Model and fuck the city of Baltimore.
1: Uh, Patty Mahomes still threw for 343 yards in the game, which is silly. I mean, of course he did. Yeah, Lamar. I mean, 18 to 26 is good, but 239 touchdown and two picks. I mean, yeah. I mean, his and, stat line
2: wasn't like stellar. Yeah. Like, if you like, if you read that stat line off to me and then asked me, "Hey, do you think that they won that game?" I'd be like, "No, absolutely not."
1: It's funny as I'm looking at the stats here. This is the big indicator of I don't know if you can call it the comeback. I mean, it was a comeback. They were down by 11 in the fourth quarter, but. The Ravens outgained the Chiefs by 76 yards of offense. The Chiefs had 113 more passing yards with the rushing discrepancy. Yeah. 62 for the Chiefs, 251 yards on the ground by the Ravens. That's what happens when you have Lamar. So what happens when you have Lamar. But also, I don't think enough of us are talking about the fact that the Ravens also have, you know, Tyson Williams, who had that crazy fumble on the one-yard line, and... It went right to Devin Duvernay, who jumped in the end zone for the touchdown. Ravens got bailed out there, in a sense. Yeah, just but, a little bit. But also, I mean, Devontae Freeman looked good in the game, and they're rotating other guys in. Latavius Murray's in the game now. And soon enough, they're going to have Le'Veon Bell, so it's not going to get any easier for everybody don't, that plays the just Ravens. say
2: that name in my presence.
1: It's not going to get any, any any easier for the Ravens, though, or for the teams that play the Ravens in terms of defending the run. The Chiefs yeah. have not defended the run well through their first two games. But they're, but they're lucky because... Their offense is good enough to make up for the lack of rush defense so far.
2: Yeah, when it comes to stopping the run, I am pretty sure they're last in the NFL. They
1: have to be. You gave up two hundred and fifty one yards in a game. You have to be yeah, last. I am pretty sure they're dead last. Yeah, I mean that's that's goes without saying. But hell of a game, Sunday night football, the way it was intended to be. You know, give us the best game of the week, and they and, and we got the best game of the week. Second best game of the week, though, you can argue. Let's talk about that Cardinals Vikings game, man. Sky, what were your thoughts?
2: Kyler Murray's lucky as he is talented. Yeah. I mean that dude dude can sling it.
1: Four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two picks.
2: Yeah. I mean i will I'll,
1: I'll take the two picks with that kind of performance. Also had a, r I'm pretty sure had a rushing touchdown in this game. He has nine touchdowns for yeah. the first two games. Yeah. Dude's so, a beast. Yeah, absolutely you um, doing me a lot of favors
2: in fantasy. I tell you what, I tell you what. Yeah. Same here, brother. And, of course, Same
1: of course it's a back-and-forth game. Dalvin Cook has a nice day. Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns, no picks, 22-32, nothing to scoff at. Had a really nice touchdown pass rolling to his left to Justin Jefferson. He's um, pretty good for a bum. Yeah, Thielen had a nice day, too. Um, I think one of the big things in this game, though, the Cardinals converted their late field goal to take the one-point lead. Vikings go all the way down the field. Week one against the Bengals, they fumble, piss it away in overtime. Yeah. This week, they miss a thirty-eight-yard field goal. So Burst. Yeah, I mean the Vikings are zero two, and they are mere inches one way or another for being two and zero. Well, yeah.
0: Hey, let's not forget that uh, the rookie Rondale Moore out of Purdue—that's cool his burner breakout. That's
1: game. a seventy-seven-yard seven, touchdown, seven
0: catches, hundred fourteen yards, and him two, two three touchdown. yards of space. You're not going to catch him. Bro.
1: Well, if you watch the t- if you if you saw he the, the touchdown heard. catch on the highlights. It was egregious. I mean, he was so open. Any of us could have thrown the ball to him, and then yeah. he walked his ass in the end zone. Also, shout out to AJ Green in this game, getting in the end zone for the Cardinals. Yep. It must feel good for him to be on a team that actually wants to win, outside of the times where they need to get their stadium lease renewed by the city by the taxpayers. you know he's healthy a lot more? It, it oh, yeah, it's like. almost
0: like he's not getting used. It's, abused
1: uh, it's
2: by almost the it's almost
1: like Mike Brown's a fucking terrible owner.
2: Well, huh. We know
1: that. Speaking We're of Mike Brown, What would the thunk. Speaking of Mike Brown, a thunk. we covered we covered the two best games of the weekend, but we got to go to one of the worst games of the weekend. That Bears Bengals game. My God, Joey B had three
2: picks it on three. Very good. After can I,
0: can I just say something here real quick? And it's it's gonna who is you know, this guy? Yeah, yeah. D- stat guy DJ gave, stats. Stat guy DJ stat taking his rant. I'm gonna take my five seconds, okay? All right, and go I for it, buddy. Let's hear it. And I know it's it's against Brand, but. Chicago will never be able to show – or Justin Fields won't be able to excel in Chicago until Matt Nagy's and gone. I agree. That oh, guy yeah, that's, is yeah, 100%. Cool. That guy's not, guy not going to let Justin Fields throw the ball. He's not even gonna let Andy Dalton throw the he's ball. He's a fucking clown. Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: Last, he's last week party. he's like, Justin's yeah. not ready yet. And now yeah. he's like, oh, Justin's ready if we think he's ready. What, what does seven days do? You know when Justin could have been ready? Had they just started him from week one and yeah. let Andy be the backup? Yeah. But this isn't about this isn't about the Chicago Bears. I appreciate the rant though, Nate. It's a good it's a good fucking point, and You're right, hundred uh, percent.
0: That's I but I want to
1: talk about the fact that Joe Burrow went 199 consecutive passes without a pick, and then he threw three consecutive interceptions on subsequent pass attempts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the only reason the Bengals even sniffed their way back in this game is because Justin had a rookie moment, didn't see a linebacker drop it through a pick. It happens. It's a second game. So. The final score was twenty to seventeen. Bears. I'm sorry if you paid to go watch this game live. Yeah. I'm sure. sorry if you went to a bar as a Bears or a Bengals fan. Was that and
2: it? Was it at Soldier Field? Yeah.
1: And you paid money to eat and drink at that bar. Oh, this, especially in
2: Chicago. This the game. Was, shots of James. and You could lick my ball.
1: This game's a fuck. This game is a fucking insult to the game of football. It was yeah, terrible.
2: It was a cripple fight.
1: I want to shout out Roquan Smith for the pick six. That was the only redeeming play in the entire game. Allen Robinson dropped two touchdowns. Yep. Jamar Chase got in the end zone. Which,
2: didn't he go an extremely long amount of games without a single fucking drop?
1: Probably. And he he had like had the, he,
2: I'm pretty sure he had the NFL record for like most consecutive games without a drop.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. definitely possible. He's but the
2: definition of fly yeah, yeah, and then he goes and drops two, and then you have Joey B who get went what one ninety nine without an interception, and then throws three in a row. Yep, Joe Burrow was
1: uh, nineteen 30 207, hundred seven, two and three. Not this great. Was
2: a streak ending game. Yeah, yeah, for for both parties, indeed. <laughs> what yeah. is it? Uh, what does he say What he crashes? Like oof, erroneous, erroneous, erroneous
1: on both counts. The Bengals had two hundred forty eight yards of offense to the Bears two hundred and six. The Bears finished the game with eighty three passing yards, 123 on the ground. The Bengals had 179 passing yards and sixty nine yards rushing.
0: Nice. nice. These teams had these teams both had less total offense than Kyler Murray had passing yards.
1: No, oh, yeah, it was. In <laughs> bu- fucking insane. These teams were right, oh, like these teams were like fifty percent of Kyler's offense. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: that's, that's a truly hilarious observation. Oh, that escalated quickly. I mean, boy, did that really get ugly fast. I mean, that
1: game was just truly terrible. Let's hop over to a game in the AFC North that was much more fun to watch, much more palatable for the football fan.
0: This podcast is all about visual memes. Yes, this is true.
1: It us. Um it let, us. <laughs> Let's talk about that Brownies Texans game, Sky. Your thoughts?
2: Uh, first half had me ready to pull my hair out, but second half, I was... Yeah. I mean, we, it's only week two. We'll get better.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean...
2: I, I was annoyed that the Texans, arguably the worst team in the league, were hanging with us for the whole entire first half. I don't think with
1: Tyrod they're the worst <laughs> team. Not with Davis Mills. Davis Mills was 8 of 18 in the second half. Yeah. Once, dude, I mean... The dude's a bomb. And Well, it's, he's a rookie. It's his first game, but... A rookie bomb. Okay. It's... Fine, <laughs> He's fine. At halftime, it was 14-0, and if Tyrod's healthy, that game is probably 28-24 Browns final. But you're sweating it out all four quarters of Tyrod's in. Oh
2: yeah, you're not sweating at all. are a little
1: wet. You're not sweating at all when Davis Mills is in there.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, thought. I've said this for a long time. I like Tyrod Taylor.
1: Browns ran the ball super well. Nick Chubb had 95 yards and a nice touchdown run. Cream Hunt was the he was the, yeah, the heavy well, duty back. I game. liked the strategy of wear him down with Hunt and then let Chubb kill him. Yeah.
2: Strength punishes, but speed kills. What
1: would you think about uh, Baker's performance?
2: I would give him a B B+. That
1: yeah, was a 19 of 21
2: is solid. Yep. Threw a pick that really wasn't his
1: fault. And that's, that's why I give him a B
2: plus B+, and not like a like a B- minus or a C, because <laughs> sure. that was not on him. That was on the receiver.
1: How about that Dimitri Felton touchdown catch? Pfft.
0: How about that Ron, dude. That's
1: what I'm saying, like the whole play. Yeah, that motherfucker was guy.
0: I, I know you saw that tweet that was put out there. It was like and or uh, Andrew Barry and his six round oh, picks. Yeah, DPJ I mean, Don, and Donovan Peoples Jones and Dimitri Felton. Felton. Yep, yeah. I dude. saw that. And this then, guy, uh, this guy might be the draft wizard. Oh yeah, no. He,
2: I'm, he, I'm, he Andrew really Barry's, is. Andrew Barry's a stud. I love Andrew Barry in the front office. But what I was going to say about Dimitri Felton is like it almost reminded me of Trayvon Henderson at mm-hmm. Ohio State. Yeah. Same running style, same situation. He's a rookie. Travion's a freshman. kind of reminds me more of
1: a Curtis Samuel, if I'm being honest.
2: I'll give you that one, too. Yeah, definitely Curtis Samuel. Travion's
1: only played three college games, but I like where your head's at I think
2: Travion's a combination of, like, J.K. Dobbins and him.
1: Yeah, I saw a tweet that called him... what do they call him? J. K. Elliott. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fair.
2: But Demetrik Felton's running style reminds me a lot of that too.
1: Yeah, out of UCLA too, which means a lot of yeah. us on, on this part of the country. Dare I say
2: it? Almost Reggie Bush esque. We don't
1: well we don't we don't get to watch a lot of that Pac twelve late at night. Yeah. because 'Cause we're all shit face after a Buckeye Game Day. So well,
2: yeah. nobody
0: got time for
2: that. Sorry, speak for yourselves. I'm the, I'm I'm the only one that's not a lightweight out of the group. Oh, please. These two pussies. I'll don't, you. don't you patronize me like that. He said, don't you patronize oh, me. You I'll drink of you both under the table combined.
1: Oh, please. This this group can handle their own. Either way.
2: If anyone ever p- wants to challenge us to a drink-off,
1: do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, please. I'll put, I'll put all the money in the world on that shit. Yeah, I'm c- fucking you, Irish. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and...
1: I hang out I'd with like Sky. That's that all I'm, you need to know. I'd like to
2: think that I'm a drunk and not an alcoholic, seeing as how I don't go to meetings. Christ.
1: <laughs> so if there was one thing I would improve on this Browns team at all, to be honest... The secondary looks good. It looks serviceable. Right now, it'll get better. Like Linebackers,
2: scary a little.
1: Grant Delpit looked good Grant in, in, in looked his first game.
2: Denzel really
1: Ward's obviously very good. John Johnson hasn't looked great yet, but he's still figuring he's out the scheme.
2: He's still trying to find his footing. The I
1: linebackers I worry about for the Browns. And, for
2: Cormel, I think that he's going to be our well, standout.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's a physical freak. Yeah. The D-line I have no questions about. It To me, it's a linebacking core with a guy like Lamar Jackson in your division who can run around everybody.
2: That's the it, problem.
1: It, if they're going to beat the Ravens this year, it's going to be like 38-35. Baker's going to have to oh, play I mean, his it's gonna game. It's going to be a nail-biter. No, I'm saying it's going to be a high-scoring game is what I'm
2: Yeah.
1: What I'm hitting at. It'll be Bedlam. The Brownies got to 1-1. One one. Just like I said, I feel like every fucking team in the league is 1-1. One one. Let's hop over to an AFC North matchup. Final one. Steelers, first game at home, full crowd at Heinz Field, and (laughs) Tahirik Carr said, said, fuck you. Highlights for the Steelers in the game, Najee Harris got in the end zone, touchdown catch. Sure did. Negatives in the game, uh, Henry Ruggs decided that the secondary for the Steelers didn't exist. The Ruggs Muncher? Yeah, Ruggs Muncher 3000. (laughs) Got behind absolutely everybody all game long, including a beautiful, you know, right in the face hit, right on the money, straight to him. Don't worry, Nate, we're going to make fun of the Jaguars in a little bit. So... Let me ask you guys this. Are the Raiders real, or this is this a flash in the pan? It's a fluke. Okay, it's a fluke. It's a fluke. What do you think, I, Nate? If
2: I know Derek Carr like I think I do, give it by like week four, week five, he'll be fucking up pretty good. All good ahead. and proper.
0: I don't know, man. I just, I want to think I think that, you kind
2: of need it to be true.
0: I want to think, <laughs> no, I, I want to think that they are. I mean, you've got the, they've got the pieces to be... A legit team. They do, but Derek Carr is the problem, man. I don't know. I don't you get know. four or five
2: really good games out of him in a season, and then the rest is just.
1: And the fluke. guy
0: had a 126 passer rating this game. I mean, this this was no fluke game.
1: No, he looked good. Well, I let, let's talk. Maybe about, then it's a
2: fluke on your well, guys. Well, no. Line.
1: Let's talk about this too. Then was he successful? Because TJ Watt left with a Herc run. I think that played a
0: huge that part That played in. a huge – that played a big part in it. I mean so – and,
1: and the fact that you can couple that with no Joe Hayden.
0: No yeah, and, and no Devin and Bush. No, no, no and Devin no Devin Bush. Bush. Yeah. 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 I mean, the
1: Steelers have always See, been a –
0: This is why I'm saying that. This is what
2: I'm saying. The Raiders are a fluke. They're not – like, you, yeah, they beat a Steelers team that went out in one week one. Yeah. But
0: it's – look who they were missing. I I mean, do I think that Henry Ruggs' touchdown happens with Joe Hayden out there? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It does. But, you know – there are other things that contributed to this loss because the Steelers offense is just going to I mean, Big Ben played a limp their way through this season. Yeah. Now Big well, ben, not Ben's terrible.
2: getting
1: looked at for injury. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm I fucking it. I think the Steelers this, and they
0: hand this thing to Mason Rudolph, talk about oh. the wa- the wheels falling off the
1: wagon. They're we we all so thought we all bad. thought the Steelers would be one and one after two games, but we thought it'd be the reverse. We thought they lose to the Bills and you know, yeah. hop in here. Um which game did I have next on tap, Sky? We have a lot of game. We have a lot of a lot of football games to talk about. Which game do we have next on tap?
2: Uh, next we have Panthers Saints.
1: Panthers Saints. Let's talk about this. Um, so the Saints in Week One looked fucking incredible, but in Week Two the Saints looked abysmal. Sky, what did you see from the Pan- like Panthers like Saints, Packers- Saints game?
2: They looked like the Packers in Week One. Yeah, <laughs> like real, real, real fucking bad. But I'll tell you what, Sam Darnold starting to find his footing.
1: What did I say during our quarterback breakdown? That's what I was telling you. I agree. I was
2: like, look, I think now that he's out of New York, I think he's got a real fucking puncher's chance. And Zach Wilson threw
1: four picks this week.
2: Zach Wilson is...
1: But, Zach Wilson's gonna be a slow burn Let's not go down that road yeah, I'm All gonna, I'm saying uh, is All I'm saying is
2: Give him a couple years
1: All, all I'm saying is it, It's hilarious that That's how it works Sam Darnold looks good Now they're on Thursday Night Football This week against A shitty Texan Or a depleted Texans team Because they, they'll have Davis Mills And that Panthers defense yeah, I
2: think they're gonna go out there And jerk their drawers down
1: They held Jameis to 11 of 22 Two picks He had a rushing touchdown Fuck that Play broke down Shit happens yeah. The Panthers won 26 to 7 They look good Darnold threw two touchdowns Had one pick Christian McCaffrey, what do you think?
2: Scale of one to ten, seven and a half.
1: He only played three games last year, so
2: yeah, I'll, I'll give him a seven and a half in that game. Played good, wasn't wasn't a stellar, wasn't like MVP level performance, but it was good. He played good. But the, pick- I mean, the dude's a freak athlete, so every game you're going to get at least better than the average running back out of him.
0: And, and you know what we're seeing we're seeing Jameis. This is this is Jameis. You know, we he's Sky gonna have this guy and I talk him up because we, you know, we, we talked him up all season. He's got he's got vision now, he can see. Uh but you know, it is still Jameis, and he's gonna have his ups weeks and his down weeks, and this was one of his down weeks, you know, past a rating of twenty six point nine. But I also wanna say Sam Darnold did have a good week. Did good week, but only a passer rating of 99.1 because he did have an interception.
1: And he, he threw for 35 yards, but he did have a pick. So, you know. so yeah, it'll be fun to see the Panthers on Thursday night football this week. But let's hop over to the Bills Dolphins. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills after a tough loss in week one to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They came back and throttled the Miami Dolphins 35 0 this week. They look good. Yeah,
0: told y'all, motherfuckers. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
1: How did Josh Allen do this week?
0: Josh Allen this week, stat line 17 for 33, 179, two touchdowns with a pick, passer rating of 75.2, uh, five rushes for 35 yards, long of 15. All right, so average. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty By average. By his standards. Pretty average, it's like, you know, year one. They didn't really
2: need
1: him to do a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, Singletary went off, dude. Yeah, he had a nice he had game. A a game. Yeah, he had
1: a long touchdown run in the game.
2: Zach Moss. Also Zach.
0: Ate yeah, for Zach, yeah Zach, Zach, three Moss. Zach. Moss.
1: Zach yeah. Moss buried a family member this week. Fumbled early on in the game and then scored two touchdowns. And they had a very good, very heartfelt Instagram See, post. I didn't
0: know that he buried a family member this week because honestly, you know, all you know respect to Zach Moss and his family for their loss. But I should have started him in fantasy because. Players come out with a vengeance after that shit. I mean, look it's at that. a hell Aaron.
1: of a goddamn segue. I'm sorry his family died. I should have started in a fantasy. Yeah. You heartless fuck.
0: Look at Aaron Jones.
1: I'm with you, dog. You Aaron con- Jones
0: went up for four touchdowns <laughs> in Monday Night Football. We'll get to that one, but come on. It's, it's Kanye on West. Side,
1: Nate. Kanye West. Thank you. Nate, you. Nate, Nate, Nate is a woman, so heartless. But... <laughs> But, yeah, no, the Bills just, I mean, honestly, though, the thing for me in this game, you know, between Buffalo and Miami wasn't really the Buffalo offense. Shutouts are not easy to come by. Tua got knocked out early. You could argue Jacoby Brissett's better than Tua. And he came in and threw the ball 40 times, and they still didn't give anything uh, up.
2: uh, I don't know. Uh, Jacoby has
1: more experience than Tua. Well, yeah. And he's not injury-prone like Tua.
2: Better? I don't think, talent-wise, I don't think he's
1: better. You can't really rate Tua as anything right now. Kind of like Jalen Hurts. They just, they're in such an infancy state of their career. I think
2: Jalen Hurts is good. I think he's
1: good. I think he's okay, but he's he's only played like six games. How can you even properly rate a guy that has even played at least 12? He's better than
0: Zach Wilson, and he's better than Trevor like Lawrence. Wilson
1: and Trevor Lawrence have played two games. Okay.
0: Shit. I didn't know Jacoby Brissett was on Miami. Yeah, how wild. That guy's just
1: going to make a career like... Tr- he's going to be like the next he's like, Charlie Whitehurst.
0: Like, he's just going to be Fitz. like a yeah,
1: some... like, you know
2: backup. That's yeah, well, he's going to be. The, gyps- the
1: gypsy quarterback of the <laughs> NFL. Hey, I,
2: I'm Armenian. I take offense to that.
1: What? Gypsy's travel. He's a nomad. He's a vagabond. It's like, not an insult. It's a fact.
2: What is this? What year is it?
1: What, <laughs> what, <laughs> what year, what year, is, year this? is this? All right, so Nate's already had to suffer through talking about the Steelers' loss. Let's go up the the 0-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. Shout out to the Denver Broncos. Denver took a 2 on this weekend, 23-13 win.
0: Teddy looked good. Teddy did look good. Teddy's looked
1: good in two games.
0: Yeah. Teddy's looking good. Teddy Bridgewater, 26 for 34, 328. Two touchdowns, zero picks. Pass a rating of 125.6. That's Show what did. talking
1: about. Show did. Trevor Lawrence, 14 to 33, 118. Touchdown, two picks. Not good. Through Dude. two games, Trevor has a 4 That's and, been his worst game this,
0: this
2: season so far, I think.
1: I don't know. Three and three is pretty bad too. But he had 332 yards in his first game. That's what I'm saying. The yards kind of. Yeah, the, of well, the Denver defense comes at you with different schemes, and they actually have a pretty solid defensive unit. So yeah. Uh, no hate, no hate. Shout out to the Broncos. Great win for them. You know, absolutely. Broncos are two and zero. Hey man, I mean, that division shit. They're looking good. Anything is possible in that division. they looking after good. the Chiefs. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. After the Chiefs, so. Good game for them, but let's hop into this Tennessee-Seattle game, man. Seattle was dominating. They'd won 13 straight games in that fucking Thunderdome they call Century Link Field. Looking They're at the Thunderdome, bitch. Welcome yeah, to the Thunderdome, bitch. They were up 24-9 at half, pissed it away. Mike Vrabel threw six quarters, looked like a guy that wasn't even going to survive the season. He was playing for his job. And they went out in the second half, and Derrick Henry ended the game with 183 on the ground and three touchdowns.
2: You know, he told Derek before the game, he's like, listen, motherfucker, I need you to go out here and ball, because if you don't, I'm going to
1: lose my job. If Calvin Johnson is Megatron, Derek Henry is Legatron. I know people call that... The- <laughs> i
2: t- fucking I joking. know people
1: call Greg Zerline that. Fuck Greg Zerline. That Legatron. goes to Derek Henry. The man runs through She's everyone.
2: There one touchdown rush he had where he just
0: bullied the dude. He like bullies, him right bullies off the- everyone. Greg oh, yeah. Zerline lost Legatron because he sucks he's been, ever since he got to Dallas.
1: He's been so, relegated. Yeah. It's now all about Derrick Henry, but the Titans. I mean, you can
2: make a case for Kareem Hunt.
1: No, stop! Don't even go there. Don't <laughs> what even Legatron. What the fuck? What are we even talking about? The kick. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that one went over. Oof!
2: Woo! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took him a second. to catch I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> thinking <laughs> domestic violence. Yeah, I, I, like, didn't, I didn't
0: fuck? get there until here until you said that either. Yeah, I thought you were talking about lower body
1: off. strength. I'm like, go with Nick Chubb. At least oh, you're going to be a man. homer. No, but tennis, hey, t- Tennessee <laughs> came back, won an overtime 33-30 to on the road in Seattle. Nothing in Week 2 is must-win, but it, it is a must-feel-good game for them. They do have to have a lot yeah. of confidence. If you're a Titans fan, you have to feel a lot better after the last two quarters of that game. Plus, Julio got fucked out of a touchdown catch in that game. One of the worst calls. Yeah. That was a touchdown. Julio had a nice game, four catches of 100 yards. So,
2: no a couple people that lost like 6,500 in earnings on that uh, eight-way parlay that they called that touchdown back. Oof.
1: Yeah. Rough scenes. And
2: I'm talking like celebrating and everything. Rough and scenes. Like, oh wait, just kidding. We're calling it back.
1: Rough scenes. So, congrats to the Titans on a nice win. Let's hop over to this Dallas Chargers game. Fuck you if you don't think the Chargers are small market. They're always San Diego. girls us. suck. But they won. They won this week. But that's not really the emphasis. I do want to shout out, congrats, Dallas, on great defensive game plan against a very good offensive team in the Chargers. But to me, this game was about Justin Herbert. I don't know if anybody else here had a chance to watch yeah, this game. I watched it right. live. Yeah. Two plays stood out in my mind. He one, okay. he threw his first ever red zone pick. He had yeah, been 20, 21 and zero. Yeah. In his red zone, you know, no interceptions. Threw one in this game. They had a touchdown catch called back. They had an egregious amount of penalties, but they had a touchdown catch called back because of a holding, and then they had a second or third and goal at the five. Yeah. In what would have probably been four-down territory, because if you get down to the one or two, don't tie the game with the field goal. Just go for it, because you pay right. deep. And instead, he tried to make a crazy play, and he looked like a rookie. He was in the 17th start. He ran around and took a 17 or 18-yard sack. It was a real rookie move, bro. Yep. And it, it, it fucked them, and then they end up tying the game at 14 instead of having a chance to take the lead, yep. in which they were down 14-11. They go up 18-14, then you force Dallas to try to score a touchdown, which yeah. they really had a tough time doing in the game after the first quarter. Yeah. Dak played fine, but nothing great. And, and it wasn't like last game. No. And it, it cost them. I, I think that's... It came out of the... Outside of all the penalties they committed, that really cost them. Yeah. Justin Herbert now in 17 games, 10 of them, in his NFL career, he's thrown for 300 yards. He's 6'6". He's got a cannon arm. Is he really 6'6"? Yeah. I talked about this on the mo- on the Monday Morning oh, wait, Drive. Yeah,
2: I thought he was 6'3". No, I
1: hopped into his intangibles on the Monday Morning Drive. <laughs> Everybody, go listen to our Monday mornings on your way to work, and if you work from home, throw it on whatever device, and just listen to it as you pretend to answer emails on o'clock in the morning as you get caffeinated. But Justin Herbert played arguably the, probably one of the worst games of his career on Sunday.
2: Certainly wasn't a 300-yard game. And
1: they still, <laughs> they still only lost by a last-second field goal. Yeah, so I mean Justin Herbert is good at football.
2: I think he just had a down game.
1: Yeah, I mean it happens. You know, essentially just now, last game was his first game that would have been a quote unquote non rookie, like finally over sixteen starts.
2: Oh, okay. Was that
1: game? It was his basically his first start, if you will, quote unquote, of his second year, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we expect high things from him, but unfortunately, not a great game. He'll be all right. But if you want to talk about good quarterback play. Nathaniel over there.
2: Nanton. Let's
1: talk about this uh, little Detroit Green Bay game. Little Monday Night Football, which... Have you guys watched Eli and Peyton yet?
2: I caught like half of an episode. It's so good, dude.
1: I think Eli and Peyton are better than anything else ESPN does.
2: Absolutely. I'll give you that
1: 100%. And they had Gronk on, they had Favre on. Dude, they're
2: hilarious. Okay. But still, fuck ESPN.
1: Oh yeah, fuck ESPN straight to hell, but... That was
2: that's the best man, thing they've done in a hot minute.
1: That was a blast, but
2: Nate put Joy Taylor on a show because good lord, is she fine? Maria Taylor too. Yep, <sighs> yep.
1: Two sport athlete at Georgia. My God,
2: I drink her bathwater.
1: Sure, it truly <laughs> would. Nate,
0: <laughs> if Holly approved it, do you have
1: the, do you have the <laughs> stats for last night's game between Aaron Rodgers versus Jared Goff?
0: I certainly do. Jared Goff just started off. Bryce sucked. Twenty six for thirty six. It's not bad. Two hundred forty-six yards, two touchdowns, one interception, passer rating of ninety-seven point seven. That's statement did age well. He also had <laughs> four. Okay. He also had four rush attempts for forty-six yards, and he had two fumbles, one fumble lost. Mm, there, there he is. That's
1: that's Jared Goff. I know. I'm going to call There's that. that a, I'm going to call that a Daniel Jones stat line.
0: Little oh, butterfingers. Yep, yep. And then we got our boy. Aaron Rodgers.
1: Aaron Rodgers. Which week one on the sideline, he looked like he wanted to be in Sons of Anarchy and not playing football. Like Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia was bald.
2: Or no, not Je- uh, uh, <laughs>
1: Jeff. Bridges? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he looked like he was running drugs in Sons yeah. of Anarchy. It took
0: him a second to get there. But
1: He's, he, yeah, had a little, yeah. he had a little gray in the beard, a little salt and pepper, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers looks like an old hippie. Hey.
1: Holly, is Aaron Rodgers a anyway, DILF? <laughs> anyway, Aaron Rodgers,
2: 22 of
0: 27 for 255. Four touchdowns. Pass a rating of 145.6. Edging perfect. pretty close to that near-perfect mark. Um, that's, the, that's the Aaron Rodgers we thought we was going to see this it's year. Four rush attempts for six
1: yards. No, oh, that's terrible. Aaron Jones was the story of Monday night,
0: though. Yeah, that's where it is. The rushing... 17 rushes for 67 yards and a touchdown, six catches for 48 yards and three touchdowns. Jesus, that's
2: a nice back. That is a that
1: is a Marshall Falk stat line.
2: Marshawn Lynch.
1: Marshawn oh, Lynch didn't and, make touchdown catches.
2: And yeah. let's just not forget. make like
0: a handful. Let's not forget. That's, that's a Mar, that's a Marshall
1: line. That that's an Alvin Kamara stat line.
0: Okay, yeah. We'll meet in the middle of album tomorrow. Let's not forget the third member of that trio, Devontae Adams. Eight catches for 121 yards. No touchdowns, but...
1: Still you know, a nice, solid day.
0: That's a that's a that's a good day at the
1: office. Yeah, not, absolutely nothing to scoff at there. No, so that's uh, pretty much the NFL recap there. Lots of great games. Lots of small markets playing big markets. Lots of small markets playing small markets. We'll talk about any game that has a small market team uh, involved in there. And Brian, we're going to take a break. So hold on. Cut it, Brian. We're going to hop over a little bit. We had a big retirement today in the NBA. J.J. Reddick decided after 15 years he was going to hang up the shoes, the sneakers, if you will. Dunzo. Scott. God forever. Aaron Hernandez. Hepatitis. See you later. Oh, my God. J.J. Reddick decided to hang him up today. And, uh, Sky, please run us over J.J. Reddick's career because he's one of the best three-point shooters in NBA history. Yeah. So, yeah, please. Tell the people about it.
2: So... In his career, he played 940 games, averaged 12.8 a game. Assists, he averaged two. Field goal percentage career is 44.7. Three-point percentage is 41.5. Pretty good. Finishes with an 89.2% free throw percentage. Just, I mean, dude's a sniper. Who do you play for? Um, let me see. Hold on, let me scroll down real quick. I've got Orlando, Dallas, Milwaukee, Played for the Clippers. They're not small market. Um, Philly's not necessarily either. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans, and then he just resigned with Dallas
1: to uh, retire there. Yeah, fifty percent of his. You can argue the Clippers might be solely because they're the little brother to the Lakers. But yeah, you know, kind of like the Chargers, if you will, or maybe like you know whatever. Um, but he played yeah. most of his. He, boy, he played. He played seven seasons
2: with Orlando. He played most of his games there.
1: Mm-hmm. No, J.J. Reddick is definitely known as one of the sharp shooters in NBA history. Yeah. Um, he's in the generation that kind of revolutionized the three-point shot. Now you see a lot of up and down in the NBA. A lot of go- you know, a lot of teams run up, you know, kind of get that shot off in 12 seconds. You know, why you use the full 24 if you don't have to? Right. But, yeah, J.J. Reddick, um, he's an icon. He's not a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but he's definitely a, he's a, he's a good player. Had I a mean, very was, solid I career.
2: I mean, he that consistent guy that you can count on to take that last shot in the game. Yeah, of course. You know, if you, if you need a last shot from deep, I'm looking at J.J. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm okay with that.
1: Do you have any specific memories of J.J. Reddick that stand out to you? Like anything he did in particular in the league? or
2: uh, I mean, there was a couple games with the Clippers when he hit a couple last-second buzzer beaters. I remember watching those. Um, I mean, because he didn't get too much action throughout the entire course of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was just really kind of like your knockdown, like, you know, three-point shooter when you need him. Or, yeah. You know, he can hit a deep two if you really have to. Um, good third, fourth option for a good team, mm-hmm. but I mean, like you said, he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't remember him like, you know, Kobe or like Jordan. Yeah. In I mean, that well, same department. Of but... course.
1: His best game ever in the NBA. In the same game, he hit nine threes and had 40 points.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was with the Clippers, wasn't it? hmm Okay.
1: No, great player. Definitely deserves to be shouted out. Honestly, we talked about it last week, Ryan Braun.
2: He's done the hall of Very Good.
1: Yeah, kinda compa- yeah. kinda comparable career in his respective sport to a Ryan Braun.
2: Yeah, hall of Very Good.
1: Yep, exactly. So we wanted to give a quick shout out to JJ Reddick. Um, I put it out tonight on our Twitter account.
2: He'll be coaching within a year.
1: That's what I said. Yeah. Within a year, two to four years, five years plus, or does he go into the booth?
2: I think I think within a year, maybe two he's
1: he's coaching. Is he college or is he NBA?
2: NBA.
1: NBA, you think he's like assistant coach for a couple of years?
2: Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, assistant.
1: I, I can see that, too. I could see him coaching an NBA team one day. I don't know what his basketball IQ is. I'm sure it's not anything to scoff at, but, you know. No, I mean, if you... Especially those Duke guys.
2: That, yeah, Then that's what I was going to say. If you play at Duke, they, they they do a good job of teaching you and getting you ready for the NBA with IQ-wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think he's going to be all right.
1: Yeah. No, J.J. Reddick, you know, obviously a big-time shout-out. Congrats on a great career man. Um, obviously, you'll probably never hear this, but if he does... Us, you know, the boys here from Market is, Insecurity. Is
2: spam his DM.
1: Yeah, we're just going to DM him like a fucking mad person. to see just Send the
2: link to this episode over and over and over and over
1: again. We'd love to have you on, JJ, one day if you'd ever be willing to come on the podcast. But, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, the rest of the league, you know, the rest of the sports in the world, because we do obviously have to cover the NFL. Uh, it's a hot-button topic always. But let's hop over to baseball. We love talking about these wild cards. Let's talk about the AL wild card first. So I'm looking at it right now. Um, first of all, I just want to say Tampa Bay, man.
2: I think they've got it on
1: lock. They're going to win that AL East. They may have home field advantage the entire postseason, which would be incredible because <laughs> they'll have seven fans show up for an ALCS game. Yeah. They all live in Detroit, right? Yeah, they're, they're all from the East Coast down there in Florida. But the Rays are killing it. Houston's probably going to win the Central. Um, the White Sox are going to win, or sorry, the Houston's going to win the AL West. I said Central. I'm thinking NL Central because I'm an
2: idiot. Patriot way. Oh, uh, fuck cheaters. me running. <laughs>
1: Chicago White Sox, twenty games above five hundred, they're gonna probably win the AL Central. Yeah. But then you look at the wild card, and yeah, Boston and Toronto are kind of dominating it. But right now, you have Oakland two games back and Seattle three games back with basically a week and a half left week and a half left to play. I'm gonna ask you guys, do you think either Oakland or Seattle can sneak in? And if they do, which team sneaks in? Oakland. You think Oakland might? I mean, yeah. they're only two games back. They got
2: the game advantage. Um I mean I, I, overall I just think they're a better team. Yep. I think if there's gonna be a team out of those two that slides in there, I think it's gonna be Oakland.
1: The thing I like about Oakland, I like the way they're built. And you know, obviously Billy Bean's still the GM there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I really like about Oakland, when you look at their roster and you look up and down, they don't really have superstars.
2: It's money ball.
1: It is it, it it's a how, hybrid version. How can version. you not
2: be romantic about baseball?
1: How can you not? I mean Matt, I I think Matt Chapman is a superstar as a third baseman. I uh, know I agree with you 100% on that one. He's having kind of a down year. I mean he's only slugging 421 this year, but one of the things I like about this team is where they're built. You know, yeah. you've heard of virtually none of them. But the thing they do is they don't even have a 300 hitter, but they all what do they do? They get on base. They get on base. Um, in fact, out of their entire starting lineup, uh, six out of the nine.
0: Nice,
1: nice. Actually, ten. I'm sorry, there's a DH in here. Still nice, still nice. They include a couple guys uh, all over the all over the field, but they still all, they, still all have, they all have They all have on base percentages in the 300s, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's nanners. And what's funny is Starling Marte is one of the first guys in history. He has 20 stolen bases with two different teams this year. Christ. Yeah. Kenny Lofton. He has almost twice as many stolen bases as Cincinnati Reds. I saw that tweet earlier. So well, yeah, That was just a metal dagger in your chest. No shit. Yeah, well, David Bell doesn't like to run. But um, it is cool that Oakland and Seattle are fighting. Seattle hasn't been in the postseason in 19 years. Part of me kind of hopes they make it in just for the story. But, yeah, I think Oakland has a shot.
0: Got to go to a game out there at O.Co Coliseum. Yeah, what do you think? Let me tell you great place. I, I thoroughly North I got Seattle? To, Let me just say this. I went to when I went out, <laughs> when I was out there a few years ago, I got to go to uh, both O.co and I got to go to AT&T.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, the Bay
1: Area stadiums.
0: Yeah, got to go to both of them. And I got to say, I kind of liked O.co a little better. I mean, yeah, you know, it's got that, you know, the AT&T it's a, it's a pure baseball stadium. But yeah, that's what it is, you know.
1: Well, the Giants are a I mean, they've won eight World Series. They're a they're they're a baseball staple. Ooh. They're a
0: wealthy franchise. Yeah. But when I was but when I was out there, you know, the A's were still sharing that stadium with the Raiders, mm-hmm. and so you still had a lot of Raiders stuff that was out and about. And I mean, it it's has it's well, got it's like, feel. Well, it's it. it's
2: like Cleveland when the when the Indians and the Browns shared Muni. Yeah. You'd you'd get an Indians game and the, and the the seats are all orange and brown. There's there's brown stuff everywhere. The dog pound still there.
1: Second base is like right along the you know like the home team sideline. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It,
2: it, it, I, I'm glad that they moved the Raiders out of there. Yeah, so that they could actually make it a baseball like only park. Is uh, that whole football baseball comment? Do you remember when the Raiders used to
1: play on the baseball field? But you still see the diamond. Yeah, Bo Jackson walks off yeah. the field looking like he played a baseball game. If yeah, it's, a football it, game. it's the
2: dumbest shit I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, the AL wild card—it's not wrapped up, but we'll see how the last—it's you know, pretty close. To Ten end days, up. yeah. The AL East is kind of dominating it, <clears throat> but let's hop over to the National League, which has you know kind of been the focus of emphasis, if the, you will. The who wants it? Uh, only the Cardinals right now. So I, I
2: had a I had a fucking gut feeling that out of nowhere they were gonna fucking take it.
1: I ran it about this on the Monday morning drive. The Cardinals have some fucking disgusting devil masochist magic they pull off, and it just makes me want to throw <laughs> up in my Tell mouth. Tell us how you really feel. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I hate them passionately. I think Yadier Molina is a disgrace. But oh yeah, he was a uh, he should have been playing bead. <sighs> He should have been swallowed. But his brother his brothers could still have his brothers could still have their major league careers, but I hate him. Well yeah. no, he pushes umpires and doesn't get in trouble. I just I just find him repulsive. But they still want to come after the fucking Reds. Yeah, they want to get mad at Castellanos for flexing, which Castellanos, please don't option out. We love you. Stay then,
2: then put it in their fucking promo video.
1: But uh yeah, of course, the MLB did because they are scumbags.
2: Dickbags.
1: bags. So right now the Reds are three games back of the Cardinals going into play tonight of the wild card. Once again, playing the Pirates. Reds won last night. The Cardinals pulled off a goddamn win against Milwaukee. The thing that pisses me off about that is Milwaukee, ten and a half games up in the division on St. Louis, and their magic number is fucking three. They can wrap the Central up and then rest everybody for a week if they want to. Yeah. But they lost last night, and that's infuriating to me. And what's even worse is... Now the Reds have the Reds and the Padres, which the Padres are in free fall right now. I mean, they are just absolutely sucking wind in this yeah, they
2: fucking tripped and fell at the finish line, did they not? They're a
1: full game behind the Reds starting play today, and the Phillies lost last night, so they're a game and a half back of the Reds right now. Yeah, but their um, pitching
2: is so good. I think they might
1: be able to at least it's a know. lot of games to make up in a week and a half. But the Padres, the thing that's really bugged me about you know about <clears> them <throat> is they got like I said on the on the drive, they got in an argument between Tatis Jr. and uh, between Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado,
2: yeah,
1: yelling at each other in the dugout. The Padres were so hot for so long. Now they're three games above five oh. game
2: they
1: They're game back hate in, to see it. They're a game back of the Reds, and they're four games back of St. Louis. They're pissing it away. Yeah, and they have all the talent in the world on that fucking roster, and they made a lot of great deadline moves. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if
2: you look at that lineup top to bottom, there's no reason they should be slumping this hard this late in the season.
1: Can I go through the lineup? Yeah, no, please do. This is just ridiculous. No,
2: it's dumb as
1: hell. So, All-Stars, the whole team, as I scroll down. So, Victor Carantini's a solid catcher. Then they have Eric Hosmer, World Series winner with the Royals. Jake Cronenworth, All-Star. Tatis Jr., Mm All-Star. Manny Machado, All-World. Tommy Pham, very good player. Trent Grisham, good player. Will Myers, good player. Then you go to the bench, and they have Adam Frazier, who was leading them... National League in hits for a long time. Also, an all star starter this year when he was with the Pirates, got traded over there. They made all the moves. Then you look at the pitching. Joe Musgrove threw a no hitter this year. Hugh Darvish. I always forget they have Hugh Darvish. Blake Snell, AL Cy Young winner on the on the IL right now, but still, they've had Blake Snell this year. Um, Ryan Withers. I mean, they have the talent. Chris Paddock, Jake Arietta. They have the fucking talent. There's that. As I'm looking mm. at the team, they have three different pitchers that have thrown a no-hitter. Yeah, your daughter so came with an out of a perfect game once. Yeah,
2: there is there is no reason a team with a roster like that should be only three games above 500 this late in the season.
1: Agreed. That is that's asinine. It is asinine. It's a great yeah. grace the word asinine. Yeah, give her face, yeah. give her face a tube, but her asinine. It's, it, it's 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 truly embarrassing All right, though. Yo, Billy, that the pa- thank you. <laughs> the Padres have fallen off this much. Everybody else is kind of out of it. The Mets and the Rockies can kick rocks. They're still mathematically in it. Pun yeah, exactly. They, they, they can kick the Rockies. Drink your Coors Lights and go sit on the couch as you watch baseball in the postseason.
2: Well, we're, we're drinking Coors Lights, too, so how mad can we really be? Sponsor us. Got at, good taste. At Silver Bullets. Free the mountains ads. are
0: blue. Free ads
1: are love. Free, free ads are love. Free ads, 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 ads <clears> till <throat> so somebody sponsors us. Um, <clears throat> as I hop around here a little bit just to look at the rest of kind of everything, it, it's fucking nuts. AL East ALE spin. I mean, the Yankees are in fourth, and they're eighty-four and sixty-seven. What's really funny, though, you want to talk about bad baseball? This is bad for small markets. Orioles, forty-eight and one hundred and two. Holy shit! Diamondbacks, forty-eight and one hundred and two. Times two. Oof. Good lord, dude! That
2: <clears throat> that might be the worst record I've heard in a long time.
1: Yeah, I remember. I think I was in seventh grade or sixth grade, and the Tigers went forty-three and one hundred and nineteen. Jesus, holy fuck! You lose three out of four games for they an couldn't hit water season. if they fell out of a boat, dude. They couldn't get laid in a whorehouse with a fistful of twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good Lord Almighty, couldn't hit a woman if they were Ray Rice. <laughs> Leave it in Brian. Fuck yeah. it.
2: Bite <laughs> the pillow. We're going in dry, Brian. Oh
1: my goodness. Call bite the pillow. We're going in dry, and Harvey. Holy shit! You know what's sad? though, was a national sixty-one and eighty-nine. They sold everybody off. They won
2: the World Series two years ago. I mean, I have no sympathy for them. Oof!
1: They traded Max Scherzer to the Dodgers, and to Scott. they traded Kyle Schwarber. Mr. Heterochromia
2: himself shouldn't have done that because that dude's a fucking animal on the mound.
1: He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, easily. Oh my god, one hundred percent.
2: Max Scherzer is one of my favorite pitchers I've, I've been able to watch. He's a great player.
1: He's phenomenal. He's a, ma- he's a maestro on the mound.
2: Yeah, he's Rembrandt.
1: They call him a Rembrandt because yeah. he paints the corners, but yeah, he also exactly. doesn't need to. He can just pump his fastball right by and you don't even touch it. Is he what, like one or 2 <laughs> something like that, We're one or 3 Probably around that area at some point. But, yeah, but, you know, it, it'll be fun to watch the, uh, the wild card races come down, the AL and the NL towards the end of the season. Um, definitely going to be a gong show to the finish. The Reds have a lot more games with the Pirates, and I'm going to look it up here real quick because I know it's not easy. St. Louis has four with.
2: I mean, the baseball gods are definitely smiling upon you guys for the rest of the season going into this wildcard race. So um, take advantage of it and don't fuck up. I really hope not. It'd be really fun to watch the Cardinals. My team's already out, so I'm
1: rooting for you guys. I'd love to watch Cardinals Twitter just absolutely implode. But they end the season with Milwaukee, then they go to the Red Hot Cubs, then they have Milwaukee again and the Cubs again. So... It's not a cakewalk for St. Louis, but, right. they, but they've but they won nine straight games during this this and I'm going to give a shout-out to them.
2: I'd be more worried about Milwaukee if I were them well, than Chicago. Yeah, I mean, and
1: honestly, you know.
2: I, Get your wins against Chicago. as much If as you I drop hit, one or two as, against Milwaukee, you should be fine.
1: As much as I hate the Cardinals, they always find a way. So, <clears throat> kudos yeah. to them. They've won nine straight games that it matters most. So.
2: Like the fucking Steelers. They find a way.
1: If you told me in mid-July that the Cardinals would be making a playoff push, I would have laughed in your face. But they're here and they're doing it. So. They're you know, it. Yeah,
2: Unfortunately, as much as I know it pains you and me both to say.
1: Does. But you know, they've uh they've made a good comeback. But uh we're going to hop over a little bit transition over. This week, I am pumped, Nate is pumped, Sky is pumped. Woo! Boys, girls, and everybody else. Ferda. Ferda. Hockey Ferta. is f- Fucking back, back. back,
0: baby! Let's go! By, Silly!
1: By the dirty! Not bust
2: out your 80 jerseys.
1: Dirty fucking dangles, dirty boys. Dirty
0: fucking dangles. By the
1: time this podcast drops, training camp is open. Mr. Hockey sucked by Mr. Cocky. And by the 25th, we will have had preseason hockey. Boys, we're going to start with Stack Eye Nate. What are you looking forward to this season?
0: Well, it's going to be an interesting year. I'm going to avoid talking about the Blue Jackets because, obviously... It's the first
1: 82-game season in, now, three years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're
1: going to have a real real
2: fucking season.
1: season. God willing, knock on wood.
2: Good thing our desk is made out of wood, baby.
1: (sighs) But we're going to have a real full 82-game season. Buddy, what are you looking forward to?
0: Buddy, I'm just looking forward to hockey being back. I mean, honest to God, like... I love hockey so much. Like everybody else, geeks out over the NBA, and that's fine. I feel I mean, personally by, attacked. By all means, you know I'll, I'll catch the playoffs. You can catch me in the playoffs.
2: Like we weren't rolling around crying when the Cavs won at fucking four straight that year. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm a Cavs.
2: <coughs> put some respect on my name. Well, on in the NBA's name. Yeah, I'm, oh, a, the M- I'm
0: a Cavs. The NBA, the NBA
1: is a great league. It's no, a great know, league, and I'm it's
0: just giving you guys
1: It's the, the best right? marketed. For the individual athletes in sports, besides besides pro soccer, but they
0: got motherfucking Jake from State Farm in the new two K. Come on, they're they're profitable. profitable Yes, they're profitable for (laughs) motherfuckers outside. That's crazy. Of the NBA, but I just I love the NHL. I like when the NHL comes around. It's it's my favorite time of yeah. year. So you, you guys were side. hockey
2: fans before I was, but definitely knowing both of you guys, I've definitely gotten a lot more into hockey over the
0: last couple of years. Yeah, I just I love it's hockey. a great fucking sport. I it's, love it's hockey. it's a great. Fucking it's the
1: physicality sport. of football with the nonstop action of basketball with the scoring of soccer. If you yeah. can't if you can't appreciate those three attributes, I know people are like oh, soccer doesn't score enough. You have to appreciate the game, for the strategy involved, yeah. and that's what hockey brings. But it brings the other two, you know, aspects that Americans love to and watch. I
0: it, and I think it brings that strategy aspect more to light. <clears> from <throat> yeah. From you know, well, I always it, say
2: solve your problems with violence.
0: Because here's the thing. I mean, now, I mean, you look at hockey. You look at hockey back in the '70s and '80s, and I know you guys had your little conversation about when Hades, baby. Yeah, but. Goalies weren't as big as the nets back then. Now, goalies are as big as the nets and your opportunities to score are so thin. And to still have games and to still have games where you can see 5, 6 goals in a game yeah. is absolutely unreal. So, no. yes, hockey is fucking back. Everybody get your sweaters on. Fill your body with dark beers and Whiskey because it is that time of year. It's also winter <laughs> and outside.
1: Salts. It's oh, yeah. is, It's also winter outside, so it makes a hell of a lot of sense to be gas and whiskey and oh, yeah. and, and Labatt Blue. We're one three deep
2: right now.
0: We're three deep, but we've it's, been having
1: a lovely Tuesday evening. And yeah, um, I'm we're I'm
0: three talking, deep, but it's nice, It's a nice sixty-five so, outside. if it, you want to you have yourself a real good hockey night, you know, gas a few, gas a few Guinnesses. Toss back a few Jamesons, My man. My man, and
2: then you and then you toss in one or two Pink Whitney's. no free ads.
0: Save the Shout out Pink Whitney, New Amsterdam Vodka. And then now, you're, then you're, private, Phil, you're the time prime. prime. I do you're want to talk i ready for a primetime hockey
1: game. You know who I am, Ryan Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, if there's a player on a small market team that you would love to watch this season, who are you picking, and what team? Get get the listeners in a little hockey. Expose if you will. All
0: right. You know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this that I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit in New Jersey this year. And I that's fair. It's it, it it treads on that small market line, but
1: I feel like most of their fans most a lot of people in New Jersey are New York fans. So I think it's okay to say New Jersey has a small market team. They've, yeah, they, I mean they they've won three cups. Yeah, they've had some Hall of Famers: Marty Brodeur, Scott Stevens. They've, they've had some great players. They
0: now have two of the three Hughes brothers. Yep, and they just signed Doogie Hamilton. Doogie Hamilton
1: out of Carolina.
0: They got Bernier, and they got Tatar.
1: Yeah, they actually have a goaltender. They they have a Tendy. I mean, yeah,
0: I think I think it could be a year to maybe, and I know this is right in the Blue Jackets division, but it'll be interesting to see. Where yeah. where where are the New Jersey Devils at? Because that's a, a, it's a storied franchise, man. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I remember playing like NHL 99, NHL 2000 on my PlayStation yeah. 1. Well, chill. And who would I always pick, man? The New Jersey Devils. <clears throat> because, you know why? Because who am I? Fucking devil child. I, I think Delete just,
1: your account. <laughs> so
0: that No, that's fine.
1: Honestly, they, <laughs> that, that that's a great shout. You know, it was it was tough last year. They were in the you know in the a different you know, they, they were in the Eastern whatever. We were talking about Jack Atlantic. Eichel earlier.
0: Well, and then yeah, you know the Jack Eichel saga is going to be. They this, need
1: they need to trade well, him, but they
0: need to get rid of him.
1: Everybody man. tune in to the we we will have an NHL preview drop. Oh, yeah. We're just going to go into all NHL, and Jack Eichel will be a massive focal point because he deserves better than what the fucking Sabres are doing him, but I want to transit. Oh, real
0: quick, though. Yeah, go. I, you, you did ask for me to, to follow one player. There was one player that I yeah. follow. Michael Delzato. I'm excited to see what he does over in
1: Ottawa. A 31-year-old defenseman in Ottawa?
0: He's MDZ, man. He was. The, he was. I loved him here in Columbus. Okay. I really did. Well, so, he probably
1: he probably uh, paired with uh, Sanderson.
0: Yeah, I think. There. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what what Ottawa does. You know. what's right. Ottawa's a team. If if I had to pick a Canadian team, I think Ottawa might be my team. Yeah, I'd get Leafs. Fuck the Leafs.
1: I'd probably. Mm, my heart says Vancouver because I know they have real I wasn't fans.
2: Exactly or cannot.
1: Well, they have real fans, and then they they've never won shit. <clears throat> but I also really like watching the Flames play. I love Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Ham and Cheese. Yeah, Big Johnny Ham and Cheese. I've, I've definitely told that story I, on the pod. I do
0: love me some Calgary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know me some
2: Calgary. <laughs> but Sky,
1: I know that you want to talk about the newest NHL franchise. We'll talk about them a lot this year. They have great jerseys, great sweaters, great yeah. logo. They got a pretty good team. I mean, it's it's not what Vegas got because I think the NHL sucked Vegas off to yeah, a point. I or, don't know how Vegas pulled that shit off, but, but let's talk about the Seattle Kraken, aka as we call them, the Crackheads. Sky, crackheads. what are you looking forward to with the Kraken this year? Your- I mean, really, oh, honestly, about you watching Joe the- Rogan. <clears throat> I
2: smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Honestly, just watch- I just want to see how the team plays in general because mm-hmm. we the last expansion team we had was Vegas. And, I mean, they came out. And just, they got
1: gifted a team. They
2: fucking cocked the whole league down. Mm-hmm. Right, like, right out of the expansion draft. Straight cut. So, I think, I think what we're also seeing with Seattle's draft and, like, who they picked out, that the NHL kind of took notice of the last situation, if you will. Um, but I think it definitely, uh, I think they're still going to be good. I don't think they're going to be, I think they'll be middle of, maybe top middle of the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, they got put in the Pacific and they kicked Arizona over to the Central
2: yeah, also Arizona's bringing back the uh the old logos. Oh yeah, do you see that? Yeah yeah they are. Those are the best ones. Uh but yeah, I mean the Kraken it's it'll be interesting to see how it takes to their how the city takes. to them, if that makes any sense like
1: I think Seattle's is very conducive to it's a transplant
2: a, city. I feel like yeah. I feel like they'll take on a new team.
1: And we've talked about it transplant cities yeah. create great hockey markets cuz a lot of people don't have a hockey team. Yeah.
2: Well, that was also kind of like when Columbus uh um uh, was in talks to acquire the Kings the NBA team here in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I remember you and I were talking about it. It was like, well, I don't know how well Columbus is going to take to that because we already have a team in Cleveland. So Mm -hmm. with them, they don't have a hockey team to compete with except for what, maybe Vancouver. But even then, yeah. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how the city takes to them. Uh, They got a decent team out of the draft. So I think they're going to do all right. Uh, Yanni Gorda is going to be a monster. After back-to-back Cubs in Tampa, and Mark Giordano has uh, Captain Makes Sense also.
1: Yeah, Giordano is a, um, a Norris Trophy winner. Terrible pizza trophy winner, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? Giordano came over from Calgary. Um, he's up 38, and he's, he'll probably be the captain. They haven't named it yet. I don't think. I couldn't find it before this. But it yet. No, no, I think they did. I think they
0: did name him. Did they name him the captain? I'm, I'm almost... 90% positive. Are you like HIV positive though? No, I don't think I'm HIV positive. But Just Hep C. Yeah. Hep yeah. C. Hep yeah. C
1: for sure. The Tendy situation will be interesting in Seattle. Philip Grubauer and Chris Drieger will be their top two. Grubauer um, was a Vesna finalist last year with Colorado, who yeah. I will talk about on a later date. With I think. McGruber? I think. Um,
0: Arizona, Arizona with Kata Hutton.
1: I think. Kata. I think. Uh, Colorado is a cup favorite, but that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Chris Drieger came over from Florida; makes sense. They're going to go with the and Spencer Knight down there. One of my things is I look at the D men for Seattle; they look good. I mean, they have a solid decor. There's nothing really to. Well, they went
2: like defensive heavy. They, they did, traded.
1: but then they got rid of a lot of yeah, them. And they
2: traded a lot. But of the them.
1: one, there's a few interesting things on the offensive side on the forward line that I think will be really interesting for Seattle. And Sky, I just wanted to compliment you if you don't mind. Um, I really like Ryan Donato, who came out of – he was with Boston, got traded to – Great Minnesota.
2: name, great pizza.
1: Minnesota. Jordan Eberle was a very good third liner for the Islanders forever. He's there. You reference Yanni Gord. I think he'll be their stud. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's it's pronounced Cali, but it could be Kaye. I'm not sure. Yon uh, Swedish? Yeah,
0: I think it's Cali. It's Cali. Cali
1: Yarnkrock came over from Nashville. Very good player. Jared McCann, very good player. Jaden Schwartz won a cup (laughs) with St. Louis. Very good player. Tanev, very good player. But the fun one for all of us Blue Jackets fans, they have Alexander Wenberg. Congrats to Wenberg on going to Seattle. That'll be fun for him, too. Yeah, good
2: for him. Way to
1: go, money. So, so yeah, I definitely think Seattle's going to be a fun team to watch this year. Nate, what were you saying? (laughs)
0: Breaking news! Breaking news coming in to the small market and
1: securities. Talking to Morse Code. Breaking news, everyone! Elvis
0: <clears throat> Merzlikens.
1: That's who I'm going to touch on for my hockey portion of the segment. Columbus Blue Jackets signed goaltender Elvis Merzlikens to a five-year, twenty-seven million dollar extension. It's a five-point-four AAV. Let's go, baby! Elvis had a tumultuous off season. Um, me goaltender. He had a tumultuous off season, unfortunately, with the passing of. Matisse Kavonic, very sad. Picks um, out for Kevy, always, and stick taps for Kivy every game this year. They're going to wear an eighty on the sweaters all year. But to me, this says that the Blue Jackets are invested in Elvis, which they should be. Yeah.
2: When I said like when we like I think it was episode one or two, probably we were doing a hockey uh, talk to Matisse. To Matisse, and uh, and I said I was like I'm, I, I I wanted to be Elvis because it was between him and uh, Jonas. I'd rather have a, I think I think the ceiling's higher.
1: The way I the way I describe the two of them, Jonas is I love Jonas. And what he did in that He's s- more
2: consistent. What
1: he did in that series against Tampa, that 85 and 88 yeah. save game, like all that. I'll never forget that. It's kind of like me as a Reds fan, Homer Bailey threw two no-hitters. Yeah. Thanks for the memories even if they weren't so great. You're always going to suck his dick. Exactly. But like thanks for the memories even if they weren't so great. So for Ooh, me' nice
2: follow boy reference.
1: Thank you for me Jonas is is the safe choice. Jonas is you, you settle yeah you settle with Jonas you know, you roll the dice
2: on Elvis because the ceiling's higher.
1: the ceiling's much higher and with, with Jonas you know you could you could be a playoff team but can he win you a cup I don't know right I think if you get Elvis hot at the right time he could go 2012 Jonathan quick. I think 2014 he can win you a cup. Jonathan quick yeah you know he, he can win you a cup on his own. And you need basic offense, and you can win a cup with Elvis. He's what he's what goalie Bob should have been. That's what goalie Bob was, and then he shit the bed in the playoffs. I think goalie Bob would get nervous. I don't think Elvis has that same thing. And Elvis had games. Like, his first start in the NHL, I'll never forget. Ohio State beat Michigan, and it was a great day. And Elvis gave up seven goals to the Pens, and I'm like, mm-hmm. first game, first start, rough time. And it happens. But for me, Elvis had five shutouts in eight games as a rookie. Yeah, after Jonas got hurt in that bullshit game against the Blackhawks, and you know, the one
2: where uh, Torres is like, we don't lose our fucking goalie. Well,
1: because they should have called the play dead yeah, beforehand, yeah, yeah, and they kept yeah. going. It was trash. But
2: not taking any goddamn questions.
1: I think Elvis could, with the extra motivation of Matisse's passing, yeah. combined with natural God-given talent, I think Elvis could be the kind of guy that wins a Vesna. I believe, so. and can win you multiple playoff rounds and hopefully get you to a Cup final because. I think all three of us can attest, if the Blue Jackets ever made it to a cup final... I'd lose my phone This city will always be Buckeyes number one, but I think Blue Jackets could be a very hearty number two. Oh,
2: I think they already are.
1: I think the Blue Jackets could overtake both NFL teams in this city. If, the, As a city, not... People that are from those areas will always love their NFL teams more. I think this city would embrace the Blue Jackets more than they care about Sundays at what bar they're watching their NFL team. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I yes. Say.
0: If, yeah, it I mean, jacket For name, Columbus you know, Natives. For Columbus yeah,
1: Natives. Yeah. 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 If you're going Columbus Natives, and yeah. Like, like, like,
0: let, let's put it this way. Okay. Let's put it this way. If the Blue Jackets won the Stanley Cup,
1: I mean, you may never see me again. <laughs> that,
0: I might that, just simply that, pass on. I may simply I, just move to Montana and never come back. I, I may <laughs> just die in a gutter. But either way, <laughs> he'd pickle his jacket, liver. This, this would never happen. But, you know, if the Blue Jackets won the Stanley Cup and the parade happened to be on an NFL Sunday, I would miss a Steelers game and all of NFL Sunday I would skip down.
1: the fucking Super Bowl to go celebrate a Blue Jackets Stanley Cup winner. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, Browns playing
2: Super Bowl versus a uh, Stanley Cup. I, yeah, sorry. I can't go with you guys on that one. <laughs>
1: game 7 of the Stanley Cup versus a Super Bowl. Are you at least not having both TV... I mean, it would never happen, but I'm saying... Would you not have two TVs on? You may have the sound on the Super Bowl, but you have that Jackets game on the well, TV. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch it. But I'm See, not I'm going to have it. I'm going to have the sound on the Jackets game, even if it mm-hmm. even if it's mm-hmm. the goddamn Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Super doesn't Bowl. matter. I'm watching Jackets game seven. Stanley we're in the Cup. same boat. We've never won one. What I'm saying is, I'd rather watch the Jackets win a Stanley Cup than the Jaguars win a Super Bowl every day of the fucking week and twice. Well, I mean, that's, I and that's twice on Super Bowl Sunday.
2: I mean, I guess, I guess it's fair for you because you're from
1: Columbus. Yeah, but you're not from Cleveland, but you but you've been a lifelong Browns fan, and they've yeah. ex- well they've actually existed for the same amount of time, basically. But yeah. you didn't grow up in a you di- I didn't grow up in a hockey house. Hockey was something I developed in high school. But see, I, I never got into hockey. it
0: in high school. I'm, yeah, I developed hockey.
1: Well, middle m- middle school, and high yeah. school. But I think it's. I've been bi-
2: hanging out with you guys a lot. I think it's, it's bi- I, into it. I think
1: it's bigger for me because this city, everybody knows this is Buckeye Sit, Buckeye Town, USA. Yeah, Cow Town, Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think with the Columbus Blue Jackets, we would have a professional team on the map at our own backyard. The thing about the Jackets is, and the reason I think this city is more passionate, Steelers, Bengals, Browns, maybe 10% extra, is because they have defined rivals and they all yeah. live here. Yeah. The Jackets don't have that defined rivalry yet. Like, we think, we view Pittsburgh as a rival, and Pittsburgh... They don't view us as a rival. But Pittsburgh though. wants to beat our ass, but we've never beaten them when it matters. Yep. And by we as in the city, not the team. But the Blue Jackets, if they take down the Penguins in a postseason series in the Stanley Cup playoffs... That's huge. Rivalry on. Game yeah. on. Game fucking on if that Square happens.
2: Square
1: up. At, at, and twice on Sunday. Because to cities like Pittsburgh, to cities like New York, to cities like D.C., Some of them are big markets. Some of them are small markets. You know, to cities like Green Bay when it comes to football. If you beat them when it matters, they'll hate you forever. Oh, yeah. Because they view you as the reason they didn't win a title.
2: Yep.
1: If the Blue Jackets can win a few of those series. Like Tampa, I think Tampa's the biggest rival. Because they won the President's Trophy, and then the Blue Jackets swept them them. the fuck out with a red bottom out the door. Yeah. Yeah. And Ta- river,
2: Justin Timberlake, gone and,
1: forever, Aaron Hernandez. And Tampa hates Columbus now and vice versa. Oh I know. We've met in the postseason now twice. Or three times. Mm. Twice. twice.
0: Twice.
1: Twice in the past three years. Sorry, with COVID lockdown, I lost track of what postseason yeah, was what. Last year the Jaguars obviously didn't qualify. But, you know, they had a crazy good series when they lost in five to Tampa and they swept them in four. Dude, they're the biggest rival and they're half a country away. They're literally in America's yeah. dick.
2: We're literally the northernmost state in the same area and then the southernmost state.
1: Correct. And I think that's what We border other countries. We Yeah, Canada's a hell of a lot closer. Least fans hate us because we knocked him out. And, you know, in the, the play-in hybrid, thank you Pierre-Luc Dubois in Game 5. No, respect to him for wearing number 80 now. Uh, yeah, I, okay, I, I will not talk shit about Pld anymore. All, because all is that.
2: forgiven at
0: that point.
1: All is forgiven for wearing He's number dead, 80 now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got but
1: a- that
2: all are forgiven. PLA. Bigger
1: market, but I think the Blue Jackets need that. But I also think getting a good fundamental base. I think they have good talent. Yeah, Nate brought it up earlier before we started recording. Traverse City. Chinnikov, six goals in like, what, four games?
0: Yeah. yeah. Blue Jackets. Sillinger had five points. Blue jackets Dicking them unde- down. Blue Jackets undefeated at the tournament.
1: And yeah, and they didn't play Chinnikov now, or Sillinger. I did
0: hear that this is like the third time that they've won this tournament, but this is an impressive way to go in and win this. I mean, 100%. Well, and, I've and I've the also seen, team in the NHL. I've also seen that the Blue Jackets have a guy playing over in the Russian league, uh, Marchenko. Yeah. He's just absolutely lighting it the fuck up over
1: yeah, there. Yeah, the Russian league always starts in September because God knows what January is like there. But to wrap up this segment, we're pumped about it. Sorry for the quick rant about a little hockey. We'll have a hockey episode coming out for everybody.
0: Suri, not Suri.
1: Oh, sure, buddy. Make sure you enjoy your moles in there, eh? But we will have a great time talking a little hockey in there. We're going to go over every small market team, and we'll have an NBA one coming for you as well. Before we log off, Stack INA, do you have anything you want to leave the people with?
0: Not at all. Just nice to be mic'd up personally. And uh, I hope you all enjoy the sounds
1: of Stack Guy Nate. Sultry, the sultry tones of Stack Guy Nate. <laughs> smooth jazz, Kenny G. You're listening to 1051, with <laughs> Guy Nate. Maybe it's the Penguins, uh, smooth jazz. Sky, do you have anything you want to tell the people before we log off? Uh, nothing.
2: Just uh, if you're in the AFC North, buckle up the Browns and come up for your head tops.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, no, I think that'll wrap up the 14th episode of the Small Market Insecurities podcast. For the co-host of Chaos Skyball, this is Phil Razor. Small Market Insecurities.
2: Pairs well Biz.